Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, this is Mike Cleveland. I'm here with my good friend and brother and partner in ministry, Eric Hurt. Eric, uh, so glad to see you today, and how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. It's really good to see you as well, and really excited to, about doing another podcast with you. That's good. I'm excited about this one because we're actually going to do something different in this podcast than we have ever done before. Eric, how long have we been doing podcasts? Uh, maybe a couple of years now? Yeah, I think uh, about two years, real close to that, I'm sure. Maybe a year and a half or so. Yeah. And and so we're going to do something a little different this time. I, I was reading a verse. Let me share it with you, and it might set the stage for what we're going to do today. But it's in Jeremiah 31, and verse 21 says, Set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself guideposts. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Uh, and so he's instructing the Israelites here to put mile markers on their journey. In other words, to remember um, how they have lived, to remember the, the way in which the Lord had led them. <clears throat> and so, Eric, today um, we've agreed to talk about three mile markers in your life, uh, because actually all three of these have happened pretty close together, haven't they, within like a, a month of each other? Yeah, you know, as, as, as I consider that, yeah, they've, they've all come together. It's all been like a funnel. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, these mile markers have all intersected, uh, uh, you know, within it seems like in the same month, uh, uh, nearly uh, within months apart. And uh, it's just incredible to consider that. But even though they've all kind of come together here, um, it's, it's important that we look back in the sense of consider well the highway, the road by which you went. You would not have any one of these three mile markers, except maybe the second one, um, were it not for this highway which God has put you on, uh, through embracing the message of the cross. And so we want to frame these three mile markers around the message of the cross. Uh, and so let's just jump right in, brother, and let's look at the first one. Now, you and Sylvia have been married for 34 years. Now, just tell us, why is that number important? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, before I get into that, you know, we wouldn't even be here, uh, Mike, doing podcasts together if it wasn't for, uh, you know, the message of the cross, right? And so, um, and, and we wouldn't have these mile markers. Uh, it, it is all uh, because of the goodness and grace and mercy and love of God in sending his own son, uh, you know, to be a sin offering for us and to rescue us. Um, and so this mile marker of 34 years, uh, you know, the first 17 years of my marriage was very rough because I brought into it uh, 
um, immorality. I brought into it um, a foul mouth. Uh, I brought into it uh, raging anger. So, Mike, what I'm saying is I brought in the full brunt of the flesh. <laughs> you know, I brought in the, uh, you know, the fullness of sinful flesh into my marriage. And, and what happened? Well, it didn't work out very well, brother. The first 17 years of my marriage was very rough. Uh, you know, I was very demanding, um, finger pointing, uh, anger, rage, impurity through pornography, um, even adultery, Mike. And it is just uh, astonishing uh, that Sylvia stayed with me um, for that long. And I'm so thankful she did, though, brother. We went through the trenches together, been in the trenches together. I, I liken it to a military, uh, you know, fighting where we were in the trenches together. And But the grace of God, by the grace of God, brother, we survived. And it was a result of the cross. It was a result of the old Eric uh, dying with Christ on the cross and then rising with power, free, forgiven. And, you know, this is what happens at the cross. This is the reason Christ went to the cross, uh, to put our sinful flesh to death. And when my sinful flesh died, brother, and when I see the cross by faith and see the angry mob that crucified the Lord of glory, uh, you know, and he was crucified so that we might be set free. Uh, he was crucified uh, that we might die to our old manner of living and be raised new. And at that point, brother, um, the rest uh, or the uh, the second half, if you will, of the marriage, the next 17 years uh, was like a graph going up higher and higher and higher. Uh, do we still have flesh? Yes. Do we still have uh, troubles and so forth? Of course. But the thing is, uh, you know, the saying is, till death do us part, I think that's the wrong saying, brother. I think it should be until death do we unite. It wasn't until we died with Christ to where our marriage really began to unite. Now, this is how you unite in powerful love. You know, when the two of you die to self, when you die with Christ on the cross and you rise to a new life, you have new desires. Uh, you can serve one another. You're united in, in this incredible love that Christ desires to pour out to you as he poured out his blood, as he poured out his life. Uh, it is through dying uh, that we're united. And this is what we've experienced. And that's why I was so excited to get to our 34-year mark uh, in our marriage. Uh, just not that it evens anything out, but just in my own mind, thinking 17 years of treachery and the way I've treated this, this poor woman, you know, and now, uh, you know, 17 years of being on the other side uh, of, of a joy-filled, Christ-centered, uh, God-honoring, and deep, uh, lovely marriage. I think of what you said to me yesterday. We're going to talk in a minute about your second milestone, but you had another milestone yesterday, and and I said, well, are you going to go play golf? And, and you said, no, the, the, the first thing I want to do is go home and be with Sylvia. And, uh, <laughs> I just was so struck by the fact that after 34 years, uh, your wife is 
apart from Jesus himself, your first love. And it, and, it, and it just it's encouraging for all of us, Eric, to hear of you really had 17 years in the flesh and now 17 years walking by faith, living by the spirit at the foot of the cross. And those two worlds are completely different, aren't they? Oh, totally. I mean, totally different. I mean, night and day, <laughs> you know, and uh, there is there's zero comparison uh, to the to the old life uh, that we shared together, the old life that I had lived, um, you know, and, and in comparison, just like you said, one was 17 years in the flesh and one is 17 years in the spirit, totally opposite of each other. Um, no comparison whatsoever. Uh, one is, uh, you know, living in darkness and shame and guilt and uh, your mind hijacked. And, and, and the other is, uh, you know, Jesus taking the weight of all of that, uh, entering the darkness for us and being put, putting flesh, putting sinful flesh to death, you know, because he became sin for us, you know, and, uh, and so that is so important that we see the cross in that way, uh, that we by faith look and believe it, that he took your sin and mine and our, all of our former lives and put it to death buried it in a tomb and we rise uh, to live new lives and so yeah you know i um it was sylvia uh, i didn't have any confidence I, I i you know i was a poor reader and writer and so forth and my my wife's the one after i shared with her about the uh the possibility of being a fireman um she's the one that told me now you get over there and take that test <laughs> and uh you know, like a, like a good husband would, right? I listened. <laughs> so I went over there and, uh, 30 years later, um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I retired yesterday and no longer a fireman, but it was her, it, it was, it was her pushing me. Uh, it was her loving me and, and saying, get over there and do it. And so, yeah, uh, I was invited to play golf, but all I wanted to do was come home and celebrate because we've celebrated this, uh, together. Uh, we've been in it together as, as I've been away from the home, uh, like you, brother, our wives have done a fantastic job in nurturing and raising uh, the children. And so, yeah, I just, all I wanted to do was, was get home and celebrate uh, with her. It's a much uh, deserved celebration and rejoicing for you two who have been um, such a role model for so many people. Um, Eric, I think about your first 17 years are described in Ephesians 2 as uh, being dead in sins and, um, you know, following the course of this world and um, living in the passions of the flesh and carrying out the desires of the body and so forth. Um, it's, it's a life of self. It's a life of following the evil one. Um, and it's a life of destruction you know, but then it says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, made us alive together with Christ. And that describes your next 17 years uh, where you have lived now as one alive to God because you died on the cross with Christ. You know, your old self, Eric, that you described so well was crucified 2000 years ago under the the curse of the law under the wrath of god you died 
So of course you're going to live differently having died uh, than you did when you were dead. Um, and so now you are alive with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. You've been raised up with him. Um, even as Christ was resurrected on the third day, you came out of your tomb. I came out of my grave of sin. We're new creations in Christ. The old is gone. The new is here. And it also describes in Ephesians 2 about becoming one in Christ. Um, Jew and Gentile are no longer divided and separate. Um, marriages can be completely united. Uh, there weren't any worse enemies than Jews and Gentiles back in that day. Um, and, you know, maybe people are listening thinking, wow, in my marriage, uh, there's no hope. You know, it's as if we're enemies. Well, Eric, the cross does one thing really well, and that is it unites people in forgiveness and in love. And so that both marital partners can forgive one another because why? They're experiencing forgiveness. It's flowing to them from the cross as they gaze up and see the crucified Savior. And forgiveness is the best foundation upon which to build a marriage. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, totally. Uh, yes, our marriage was completely dead. And, um, and I just love when you were reading that passage, I, I was just celebrating in my heart. It's such a it's beautiful words. You know, our marriage, our marriage, it wasn't that we were, each of us was dead, you know, in our sins and trespasses. Our marriage was dead. Uh, there was, it was like on a graph going nowhere. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't until we experienced this powerful death and resurrection and forgiveness that we were able to forgive one another, that we were able to gaze at the cross, as you said, and see how much we've been forgiven. Wait a minute, my sin isn't going to be held against me? then how can we hold sins against anyone else? When we look at the cross, we, we see how much uh, the depth of love that was extended for us. And Mike, I, I have to say that we had zero hope, zero hope that our marriage would ever get better. In fact, you know, my wife would tell me, uh, she tells me now, she says, I never thought you would ever be the spiritual leader of the home. You know, and um, things like that. And we just never saw hope, uh, Mike. And, uh, you know, so I know that somebody's listening now that, that has no hope. Um, and we've been through so much together. Uh, we've been through a bankruptcy together. We've been through adultery together. We've been through physical and verbal abuse together. And look, it's all been washed away. Look at the cross and see, we've been forgiven. We look at each other and then we look at the cross together, Mike, now as a couple, and we say, look, look how much we've been forgiven. Look uh, how far the Lord has brought us. We never thought that we would survive. And now look at us. We're talking about it on a podcast. We're talking about how the cross has saved us, how the cross has united us, how the cross, at the cross we found, we've seen the forgiveness, the depth of forgiveness to forgive every sin, doesn't matter what we've done and the change in the new creation. So friends, look at the cross and see all of it for you. Uh, look at the forgiveness, at the extent at which God went to forgive you. Uh, you know, and it, it is in dying with Christ uh, that we can rise to live. It is in dying with 
uh, with Christ, that we can rise up, our marriage can rise up and be united with power. I'm not talking about any power this world has to offer. This is resurrection power. <laughs> a marriage that is dead needs resurrection power. And, and that's exactly why Christ died. Uh, you know, and the forgiveness, the grace that we can extend to one another now. And, um, you know, it's just incredible, Mike. There is zero difference. I mean, uh, zero difference. <laughs> one hundred likeness. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, one, it's, it's 180 degrees doesn't even describe it well. Um, it is far beyond just 180 degree difference. It is, um, sometimes it's so hard to, uh, uh, you know, to put it into words, but I think our listeners are understanding it's from death to life. And so that's what we're experiencing now, brother. And it's just incredible. You know, if you think about um, the world would have offered you seven steps to a better marriage, um, taught you the differences between man and woman, um, taught you the psychological uh, aspects of marriage, but you didn't need seven steps. You needed one cross. Um, to crucify your old selves, to forgive you, to empower you to live differently. Uh, so that's why we focus on the cross. You know, Ephesians 2.13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Look at what the cross has accomplished, Eric. Um, he brought the two and made them one. He's talking about Jew and Gentile, but it's true for man and woman in a marriage. It's true for any enemies. If you will stop thinking of human wisdom ways of dealing with the problem and just turn and look at the cross and mm -hmm. see the blood of Jesus that covers all your sin, covers the sin of your spouse, so that it's all under the blood, it's all washed away. Um, as you look at the cross, the two are being brought near and made one. And not only did he reconcile us vertically, God the Father in us being reconciled through that vertical beam of the cross, so to speak, but horizontally, there's another beam of the cross that reconciles enemies and makes us truly one. Um, and, and this is what you guys have experienced. And this is your milepost number one that we wanted to talk about. 34 years <laughs> married, 17 in the flesh, 17 now in the spirit. And uh, I, I just, I love you, both of you, Eric. And I love that you guys have um, stuck it out and, and are now thriving and flourishing under the foot of the cross. Let's move on. Let's go to milepost number two. Uh, yesterday, you drove home from work as a firefighter for the very last time after, what was it, 32 years? 30? Just 30 years. <laughs> 30 years even. <laughs> three decades. Three yeah. decades of being a firefighter, and you retired yesterday. Now, we're not calling it retirement. We're calling it redeployment because you are now going to be full-time in spreading this message of the cross far and wide uh, throughout the entire world. I know you have plans um, for other ministries that are going to be uh, dealing with the aspect of marriage, which is wonderful. But Eric, how does it feel to be retired? 
Oh, wow. You know, it's a, it's really a relief. <laughs> it's hard to put into words. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. I mean, we've been on this journey together for 30 years, uh, Sylvie and I, and, uh, you know, it was wonderful to serve the community in that respect uh, as a fireman. And uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I enjoyed serving the community. Uh, I enjoyed, um, you know, just uh, the the crews that that we shared together, the teamwork, uh, in in the unity that we had there, um, in a common goal that was to serve the community well, and uh, you know, it's it's so relieving uh, that that part is is now complete, and like you said, I'm still going to be a firefighter. We want to go start some fires now by lifting up the cross for uh, for others to see that that the message of the cross might burn in their hearts, uh, you know, that they might be, uh, have their hearts circumcised uh, when they see the cross and see all that happened there for them. And uh, so we're just going to, you know, like you said, we're, we're being, I'm being reassigned. Uh, I'm going to continue in ministry um, and in gospel ministry and lifting up and sharing the, the message of hope, uh, the message of healing, and the message uh, that cuts and heals our hearts and unites us as one, like we're talking about, and, and burns within us. That's why we started these podcasts, because this message uh, has rescued us. It's saved and is sanctifying us. Uh, it has healed our marriages. And, and, and we want to share with others uh, that this might change them, that they might experience the death and resurrection in their own lives uh, and be united in their marriage. And that the message of the cross uh, being so grateful and thankful, being forgiven, might burn in them. So did I hear you right? You've retired from being a firefighter and you're now an arsonist? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure yeah. I heard that right. I think, I think we, to, yeah. we really ought to explain that, don't you think? Or should we just leave that sentence hanging? <laughs> yeah, we, we probably should. Yeah, yeah. Not, a, not going to be an arsonist in, in, in you know, in the... Uh, the common sense, in other words, starting fires, uh, burning down buildings, but starting fires in people's hearts, because this is what the message of the cross does when we share the forgiveness. Because look, people, there's a lot of uh, people that might be listening that don't, uh, that don't have hope right at this moment, maybe in their job, maybe in their marriage. But the hope is the message of the cross where Christ took all of it, all sin, all shame, all guilt, and, and nailed it there, complete, finished, right? He canceled the record of debt that stood against us. Uh, he nailed it to the cross. He won the victory over the enemy at the cross, with a cross. It's all with a cross, Mike. And when we look there, brother, it can change every aspect of our life. Uh, it can change our work environment. Uh, it can change our marriage. Why? Because the, there is where we die and there is where we rise like we've been talking about, this is the great mercy, but God in his great mercy, although we were dead in our sins and trespasses, we're made alive with Christ. And this message can burn in our heart. Uh, this is the message that removes the heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh, uh, a heart that's truly forgiven and transformed and can now love others and desires to serve others. And, and so this is the message that burns within us as in the road to Emmaus uh, when Jesus was talking to the disciples. 
you know, and the end of that, they said, well, was not our hearts, were they not burning with that within us? As Jesus was sharing about his own death and resurrection from the Old Testament. And uh, so this is what we're talking about, the arsonist of the human heart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, it's really true that viewing the cross sets our hearts on fire. Um, it, it just does, Eric. The, the love of Jesus is, is like fuel to that fire. It just, when we look at the cross, we see love. And mm -hmm. we can experience that love in our hearts as he removes the heart of stone, like you said. The heart of stone couldn't feel a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the heart of stone was deceptive above all things. Who can know it? But the heart of flesh that he gives us at the cross is a new heart. It's a alive, fully alive, a beating heart that has the cap capacity to experience love. It expands. Um, I, I have, Eric, felt my heart expanding so much mm -hmm. over the years of just growing in this love of God. Um, as you can tell, I'm sort of framing your milestones in the book of Ephesians, because I, I sat down and I read it in one sitting before you and I got on this podcast. So I want to read another verse that would frame this next aspect of your life of retirement. It's in Ephesians 3, verse 7, and it says, Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. Eric, I'm hoping that even as you had 30 years of a firefighter, you'll have at least another 30 of being a gospel minister of spreading the fire of God's love throughout the whole world that people might come and see and hear your message and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because of you preaching the gospel to them. Boy, wouldn't that be, I'm so uh, looking forward to that, brother. That would be just an absolute joy uh, to be able to have 30 years of gospel ministry uh, from this point forward. That What a delight. What an honor. What uh, what joy it brings to our heart in sharing this message, uh, like you said, that brings those that are far off close through the blood, you know, and uh, this is uh, the message that does it, you know, the message of hope, uh, the, you know, the message that um, that uh, God has entrusted us with, and, and this is the message that, that burns within us, and the message that... Um, you know, this is where God has poured his love into our heart through his spirit at the cross. When we believe that message, uh, the rivers where the rivers of living waters are activated, right, brother? And God is pouring his love into us. And we just want to pour it out now to others that they might see, that they might believe, they might be changed. Uh, you know, it's not in uh, worldly counseling or seven steps, as we said before, but in this message. You know, this is the message uh, that can change you. Uh, this is the message that has power to raise you, to affect new desires within you, uh, where God puts his spirit in you. And I often say that if you have the spirit of God dwelling in you, 
Can you imagine? Isn't that something to have the Spirit of God dwelling in us? And, and our, no wonder we have the power. There's power when we walk by the Spirit. He's living in us. You know, the cross is what Jesus did for us. And now the Spirit is continuing it in us. And it's just remarkable how the Spirit and the cross are working together. And brother, we just want this message to go out throughout the world. And we want to see more marriages healed. Uh, we want to see people finishing strong uh, in their workplace, uh, whatever it is, in their family, um, in their ministries. And so, yes, this is, this is the one message uh, that we want to give for at least the next 30 years. Will you come back and have another podcast with me at the 30-year mark? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Most certainly. <laughs> we'll be in our 80s. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, as long as we have breath in our lungs, uh, you know, well, then, then I'll keep speaking. Yep. Um, you know, and, and I know you feel the same way too. And so, Lord willing, boy, that would be just phenomenal to finish the next 30 years uh, delivering this message, wherever we might be able to do it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. God has made you a gospel minister, Eric. He's, he's made you fruitful in the ministry, which is amazing. A, a lot of people don't know uh, that you don't have much education. And I don't say that in a negative way. It's actually a, a positive thing. Uh, mm -hmm. You haven't had the love of Jesus educated out of you. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that you're being so used by God all over the world right now. I mean, people are becoming free and their marriages are healed. People are becoming mentors with setting captives free, um, largely due to God using you in their lives. And, you know, for the next 30 years, brother, let's just continue linking arms and taking this message to uh, to hurting and dying people, um, which brings me to our third milestone in your life. Um, not many people in their lives reach this milestone or have this blessing, um, but you are about to be a published author, and you have a book coming out uh, probably within the next 30 days. Um, and the book is called The Gospel for the Church. Just briefly in our time remaining, Eric, why did you write that? And what do you hope is accomplished with it? Oh, man, this is a, uh, yeah. Um, why did I write it? I, I, you know, I just had the, the message uh, burning within me, brother. And, you know, um, we really wanted to, to help. We want to help as much as we possibly can in our lives, right? We want to help anybody and everybody as much as we can. And we know that pastors are busy. Uh, we know they're caring for the flock. Uh, we know they're doing all they can. And we wanted to, you know, I wanted to have a resource uh, for the church. I wanted to have a resource for pastors. I wanted to have a way to help them. You know, not that, not that all of them need help. We all need help, right? And um, so we wanted to, you know, write this course um, to assist pastors, really, and to assist the church in giving their people or in giving whoever wants to learn more about the gospel, uh, a place to come to learn. Um, uh, you know, like we said a few minutes ago, to link our arms together, 
And that's what it really is about, to link our arms together uh, with the church and, and, and in hopes that the church rediscovers the power of the cross. This is the only message we have as the church. The church has one message to give. And, you know, it's not just a salvation message. It's a sanctification message. And it's really, uh, Mike, the only message the church needs to give to its people. It's exactly what we've been talking about this whole podcast, uh, because it is, um, you know, the cross is the power of God to save, and it's the power of God to sanctify. It's also the power of God to unite. It's the power of God to crucify and raise to life, as we've been discussing through this podcast. And, you know, it's not about seven steps. It's about rediscovering this power, you know, and so that's uh, that's the reason it was written. And, you know, we want to do all we can uh, to get this message out. And um, because of as we've been talking about, this is the only message that's going to transform your life and therefore transform your marriage uh, and transform our, our thinking. And uh, so, yeah, it's just what a tremendous um, honor and I and Mike, I just have to thank you uh, for encouraging me to continue writing, uh, encouraging me to uh, to press forward with it. Uh, all your editing that you and Jody uh, have done, and all the encouragement and showing me a better way. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you uh, for encouraging me in this whole process. Well, you're you're welcome. You know. I said to somebody the other day, I don't remember who it was or even the context, but um, I wish every church in the world would go through this study because the church has lost power. Um, the church has lost the first love. And I'm talking about not per se local churches anywhere. I'm not referring to any one church. I'm referring to the church as a whole um, across the world needs desperately to rediscover this message because as you said it's not just the salvation message in fact i've gotten away from using that term i call it the transformation message or, or the 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 message of love or the you know the message that unites as you said it does all these things yeah because if you call it the salvation message well then christians think i already know that i've already been saved by you know i've already been saved from hell um, and so what do I need this message? But, but no, it's far, far more than that. And um, I, I am looking forward to the day, Eric, when we can announce this book is available and to encourage all to please consider using this in your church or in your counseling or even in your, your teaching Sunday school or whatever, um, so that the church can rediscover the message of power. And so I'm excited about it. Eric, you've, we've talked about three milestones in your life. Let's kind of end up where we began uh, because I want to show how the gospel is in this passage in Jeremiah 31. So remember, we said, set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself guideposts. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Um, we've done that here a little bit today, Eric. Uh, we've considered the road by which you went, um, the highway that God has put you on. Um, 
And now it says, return, O virgin Israel, return to these your cities. How long will you waver, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing on the earth. Listen to this. A woman encircles a man. A woman encircles a man. That's the new thing that would be done on earth. Um, This is speaking of the virgin birth, where... Uh, the Virgin Mary um, encircled the man, the God-man, and gave him birth. But then look what it says in the next verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, once more they shall use these words in the land of Judah. Now, Eric, we talk about the church needing to rediscover the power of the cross. Once more they shall use these words in the land of Judah and its cities, when I restore their fortunes. The Lord bless you, O habitation of righteousness, O holy hill. Uh, The holy hill is Mount Calvary, where Jesus was impoverished so that your fortunes could be restored. He, He was born of the Virgin Mary. The woman encircled the man. And then he went to that hill and became sin for you. Why? That you might be a habitation of righteousness. He became poor for you so that your fortunes would be restored. And Eric, once more, they're going to use these words. And I believe, I truly believe in our lifetime, God is going to use your book to help them use these words once more. And I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about your future and, and our future together. And I just couldn't be more excited. Wow. <laughs> Amen, brother. I just love that passage and how you uh, unwrap that. I don't think I've seen that before. And that was so beautiful. You know, none of our milestones matter if it isn't, uh, you know, driven and anchored around the cross they would simply just be milestones without a purpose you know and so now we have in christ we have milestones with meaning milestones filled with power because everywhere we go brother we have this message to give we have this message that people might rediscover it like the church We have this message to give that marriages might be reunited with power, saved and sanctified and transformed, uh, experiencing this incredible love where they were far off but drawn near through blood, up Mount Calvary's hill like you've described here, brother. So beautiful to see Jesus Christ going up Mount Calvary for us with all of our sin, putting it to death nailing it, the debt finished and complete, you know, uh, just so incredible uh, what it does to the heart when we look there, when, when we sit there, when we long there, just sit there and look, look up at the cross and see all that was accomplished there, all the benefits there. It's, it's awe-dropping and heart-changing and life-transforming. You'll never be the same. And so, Mike, I, I thoroughly have enjoyed this podcast with you and look forward to 30 more years with you, brother. I'm going to close in prayer right now. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. 
Father in heaven, we come to you right now, and normally we close these podcasts by praying for our listeners. Today, I'm asking that our listeners would join us in prayer as we pray for Eric. God, you've used this man in a powerful way in my own life. You've used him to show me the power of forgiveness, the love of the cross, the new creation that comes as we simply look at the suffering of Jesus and all that he went through on our behalf. And I pray for him right now, even though we're on Zoom, I'm, I'm reaching across and, and putting my hands on my, the shoulder of my brother. Lord, he's, he's freshly retired. He's looking at a new highway set before him now. And I pray, oh God, that you would use this man, that you would bring many to come and look, even as you used the woman at the well who said, come and see a man. Lord, use Eric and Sylvia together, even as you have united them at the cross. Lord, now take and use them in a powerful way to draw others to Jesus that they might come and find forgiveness. They might come and find that you're doing a new thing in their marriage, in their lives as individuals, as singles, and that they might see that the holy hill of Calvary has solved all their problems in life, has settled the matter of sin once and for all, and has made them new and given them a new heart in a new life, and a new purpose. I thank you for my brother Eric, whom I love dearly, for his wife Sylvia, for the grace you've bestowed on them, for the love you've poured out on them. Oh God, for Calvary's love that burns in their hearts. Lord, now escalate their movement on this highway of holiness. And may we see many more mile markers in their lives of usefulness and fruitfulness and joy in ministry. Protect them, O Lord, from the evil one. Help them to wear the armor of God, to put on the full armor, Lord, that they might go forth in power, uninterrupted power, divine, supernatural power, as they focus on the message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.